0: Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized, on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
2: In four years' time, this man suffered the loss of two wives and his business went bankrupt. You
3: gotta say, this guy's gotta be the
2: most unlucky person in the world. Was it bad luck, or, as one forensic scientist asked, was it too coincidental? In
4: 1994,
2: 36-year-old Tim Boskowski and his three children moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to begin a new life. Just a few months earlier in North Carolina, Tim suffered the dual loss of his business and the accidental death of his wife Elaine.
5: There's things you learn in life that only your mom could teach you. And I'll never have a chance to find those things out.
3: The memories will never go away, but you kind of like had to put
2: a, like a you know, backseat to that and kind of like move on. TIM STARTED A SMALL COMPANY TO MAKE CROWNS AND BRIDGES FOR LOCAL DENTISTS. AND JUST SEVEN MONTHS AFTER THE DEATH OF HIS WIFE, HE MET 32-YEAR-OLD MARY Ann FULLERTON.
1: SHE MET HIM AT A DANCE. SHE CAME HOME ALL EXCITED, SAYING um, SHE MET THE MOST WONDERFUL MAN AT THE uh, CATHOLIC SINGLES CLUB THAT NIGHT. AND ALL HER FRIENDS uh, FIGURED, YOU KNOW, THEY HADN'T SEEN HER THAT EXCITED IN A WHILE. AND IT JUST MIGHT BE THE PERSON.
2: Marianne soon fell in love with Tim and his kids, Randy, Sandy, and Todd. When the couple married, Marianne included Tim's children in the ceremony. I'm the responsibility of being a
4: mother. Looking from the outside in, you wouldn't have known that she wasn't, you know, a real mo- mother, per se.
2: But just 18 months after the wedding, tragedy struck Tim Boskowski yet again. Shortly after midnight, on November seventh, nineteen 1994, Tim found his wife unconscious in the family hot tub. Is the patient conscious right now? No. That's it. Is he breathing? Uh, I don't think so. I just wanted to get her out of the water. Okay. it. Get her out of the water. Marianne was rushed to the trauma center of Allegheny General Hospital, but it was too late. She was pronounced dead. That's probably the worst feeling in the world. Tim told police that he and Marianne went into the hot tub together around 11 o'clock. They ignored or were unaware of safety warnings that they should spend no longer than 10 or 15 minutes in the hot water. And doctors warned against drinking alcohol in a hot tub. Tim and Marianne stayed in for over an hour, and Tim admitted the two had been drinking.
3: He was really pushing the fact that she was drinking heavily. 13 to 15
2: beers. Well, that's, that's a lot of beer. Later, Tim left to take a shower, and he said Marianne stayed behind. When Tim returned 20 minutes later, he found Marianne's lifeless body in the water. She was immersed in a uh, hot tub, the spa that
3: had a temperature of approximately 104 degrees. The outside air in uh, early November uh, was in the 30s she probably attempted to get out of the tub and had an episode of lightheadedness because of the blood rushing out to
2: uh, the cooled extremities and had a fainting spell, fell into the tub, and drowned. Marianne's blood alcohol level was 0.22, over twice the legal limit of intoxication. It's never
3: pleasant nor easy to, uh, to bash the, the, the deceased. Uh, they're not here to defend themselves, but the long and short of it in this case was that Marianne Boskowski did have a history of drinking. She had uh, I believe two DUIs. We had witnesses
2: that uh, were in the choir with her at church were concerned about her drinking. Once again, Tim Boskowski was a widower.
3: Well, you gotta say, this guy's gotta be the most unlucky person in the world lose both wives in a four-year period how unlucky can you be
0: hi this is andy katz host of march madness 365 presented by grammarly this week on the podcast listen as we break down the latest ap poll and give you insights on my updated power 36 listen to march madness 365 with andy katz presented by grammarly wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done.
2: On the night Marianne Boskowski died, police investigating the case were not sure whether it was a freak accident or something else. On the hot tub lay two wet beach towels. On the bottom of the tub lay the temperature gauge, which had broken loose from its housing, and a pair of women's eyeglasses. On the deck, officers also saw a wet pack of cigarettes. An ashtray, two cups, and a small box that held the breathing device Tim used to administer CPR on Marianne until paramedics arrived. The device typically is used on strangers to prevent disease. That was suspicious. A
3: person in his right mind would want to use this device on his own wife and take the time to leave her alone in that tub, to run down in the basement to find this thing, to bring
2: it up. Something else bothered police, a scratch on Tim Boskowski's neck. Detectives asked Tim to remove his shirt. They saw multiple scratches on both sides of his waist, his shoulder, and left thumb. And his left chin was bruised. The superficial uh, scratches on his back did not bleed
3: Okay, Uh, They were not surrounded by bruising or black and blue or uh, hematoma, contusions on his body. They were just little scratches. didn't
2: necessarily take a a trained police officer to, to figure out that there was really something wrong here. Mary Ann's family was suspicious. They had heard rumors that Tim's first wife died under similar circumstances.
1: I asked Mary Ann, I said, I had heard that she had drowned in a bathtub. And Marianne said, oh, Aunt Ruth, um, she choked on something. And I said, what in the world was she eating in the bathtub that she would choke on? And she said, "Um, oh, I don't know. She said, Tim doesn't like to talk about it. He gets too
2: upset. Police in Greensboro, North Carolina, confirmed that Tim's first wife, Elaine, died in a bathtub accident. Four years earlier, Tim said Elaine was intoxicated when she came home from a church social function. Elaine went to take a bath. Tim said he went to bed. At the time, the couple's daughter, Sandy, was six years old. Both she and her father said they heard a loud noise in the bathroom.
4: I remember hearing a thud, and I remember getting up and being the one who woke my dad up.
2: Tim said the bathroom door was locked, which he forced open with a screwdriver. Inside, he found his wife on her back in the bathtub, unconscious, submerged in the water. Tim said he pulled her out of the tub and placed her over the shower door tracks to try to revive her.
5: He laid her across the tub, thinking that he could get the water out of her. Because he felt like she had swallowed water and that was keeping her from breathing. Paramedics
2: rushed Elaine to the Wesley Long Community Hospital where she was pronounced dead. At the scene, police found vomit in the bathtub from Tim's resuscitation efforts, but no water in the tub or nearby.
5: How do you get her out and not be wet? How do you get her out and not be water everywhere? Like, what happened to the water? That was the thing that kept freaking me out.
2: Even the shower door tracks were completely dry. Brenda Vance was a rookie police officer in 1990 and the same size as Tim's first wife, Elaine. Disturbed by the lack of water in the Boskowski bathroom, Vance conducted an experiment in her own home bathtub. The officer wanted to see how much water it took to submerge her head.
5: We start filling the tub up. When there's enough water in the tub that it starts getting up right here on my face, my head's floating up. An unconscious person is just going to float right up. So that didn't make any sense to me. Second thing was, before I could get enough water in there, the overflow valve is taking the water out. So I could never submerge myself in my tub. You know, we proved His story just didn't hold water. No water there. It did not happen that way.
2: Elaine Boskowski's autopsy revealed no water in the airways. Forensic pathologists say water is not always present in the lungs of drowning victims. Three parallel lines marked the lower chest and upper abdomen, consistent with the shower door tracks on the Boskowski's bathtub.
1: The explanations that he offered for the marks on the body couldn't be refuted by the autopsy findings. When he said, I put her over the edge of the tub to to try to resuscitate her or an attempt to save her life, well, we, we have a mark that's consistent with putting a body over the edge of a tub.
2: The toxicology report showed Elaine's blood alcohol level was zero. She was not inebriated, as Tim claimed. Despite the inconsistency, the coroner ruled the cause of death Undetermined.
1: Well, you call it undetermined because I don't really believe a story, but I can't say that it didn't happen that way. But I'm suspicious that, you know, there's just not quite enough there.
3: I understand why she made the call that she did to begin with. Um, I think, to answer your question directly, I think she did the best she could under the circumstances. I also believe that um, that she probably felt very badly personally when the second woman died
2: but if tim boskowski got away with murder the first time would he be lucky enough to get away with it again with wife number two Jim Boskowski had been married two times. Both wives died under suspicious circumstances, the first in a bathtub, the second in a hot tub. Friends and relatives say the two wives strongly resembled each other. And they actually wore their hairstyle the same.
1: It was ironic because they both wore glasses that were
2: Coke bottle thick. The investigation into the death of Tim's first wife was inconclusive. Investigators were hoping for more in the
4: autopsy of Tim's second wife. It is impossible to know exactly what happened, but we can piece together some things in an intelligent and logical fashion.
2: The medical examiner found 53 bruises externally and internally on the upper arms,
4: the back, and the upper neck. We find some bruising and hemorrhaging on the lips and at the base of the gums, at the inside bottom portion of the lips, and we find these bruises on the arms that are strongly suggestive of fingernail impressions. We do have several areas of focal hemorrhage. In the neck, in those small muscles we call strap muscles because they resemble small elongated rectangular straps. And we find small hemorrhages in the surrounding soft tissues. Pressure to the side
2: of the neck halts the blood flow in the carotid artery to the brain. And pressure to the vagus nerve alongside the carotid slows the heart muscle
4: and respiration. Bradycardia, as we call it, that slowing of the heart can set the stage in some instances uncontrollably, unpredictably, um, quite erratically of a cardiac arrhythmia, an abnormal beating of the heart. In other words, the heart just stops beating, the lungs then stop functioning, and in a matter of four to six minutes, you're dead.
2: Dr. Weck says Marianne Boskowski did not drown.
4: I think that uh, Mr. Boskowski uh, strangled her. I think he applied pressure uh, to her neck. I think that he um, held her arms. He may well have held her underwater, although we don't have any definitive evidence of prolonged immersion in water. I think that uh, it was a staged uh, drowning. I think that uh, the death is due to
2: strangulation. Marianne's blood alcohol level, 0.22, was proof she was intoxicated. Dr. Weck says being intoxicated made it difficult for Marianne to fight off her attacker. The official ruling? Asphyxiation due to compression of the neck. As the medical evidence, uh, incontrovertibly in our minds, indicated, he strangled her to death in plain English. If Tim murdered both of his wives, as alleged, what was the motive? When prosecutors interviewed Marianne Boskowski's family and friends, they learned that Tim and Marianne had recently been on a cruise. And all was not happy. Marianne said, if things don't
1: get better, when I by the time I get back, I can always leave, and I'm taking
2: the children with me. There was evidence Tim's first wife, Elaine, was planning to divorce him as well. Tim's first wife had no life insurance to speak of, but Tim purchased a $100,000 life insurance policy on his second wife. Even after these two suspicious deaths, the children steadfastly defended their father.
1: They say that he's innocent. Hope they're in
2: counseling. Tim Boskowski was arrested and charged with first-degree murder in the deaths of his first wife, Elaine, and his second wife, Mary Ann. Oskowski insisted he was innocent. The evidence does not support that charge. Prosecutors in Greensboro believe Tim followed Elaine into the bathroom that night in 1990. A later interview with one of the children revealed there was an argument. Before Elaine got into the shower, Tim forced her over the edge of the tub and held her there for four or five minutes, preventing her from breathing. At some point in the struggle, Elaine vomited before she died. The lack of water in and around the bathtub and the bruises on Elaine's body told a tale of violence. In Tim's second marriage to Mary Ann, there were problems once more. Got away with the first one, he figured. He can get away
4: with this one. I don't understand. Okay.
2: Pittsburgh prosecutors believe Tim and Marianne argued in the hot top, possibly about her drinking or her interest in having children of her own. The evidence suggests Tim quickly overpowered Marianne, possibly covering her head with the beach towels to muffle her screams. Marianne fought for her life splashing water onto the deck and scratching Tim's back. Tim knew from the first murder that strangulation victims sometimes vomit. This may be why he used the CPR mouthpiece in Marianne's case as protection while performing CPR when paramedics arrived. Tim's defense lawyer says that his client had no motive to kill his wife.
3: Tim's business up here was successful. They had a new house. Uh, Things were going well for them. The only bone of contention that anybody could point to at the time uh, was that uh, they had some arguments over the kids. And and if that's a a reason to charge a a man with murder, then we're, uh, we're all in trouble.
2: In the Greensboro case... And the Pittsburgh case, Tim's defense claimed that both of his wives had underlying heart conditions that
4: caused accidental death. If you believe in fairy godmothers and things like that, and you're prepared to believe that uh, something with a 100 billion to one odds that can happen, then uh, maybe you could argue that.
2: In Greensboro, North Carolina, the jury found Tim Boskowski guilty in the first-degree murder of Elaine, wife number one. He was sentenced to life in prison. In the murder trial of Marianne, wife number two, it was the same verdict, guilty. But that jury sentenced Boskowski to death.
1: I think his sentence should be tie bricks around him Chain it, chain them to him rather, and throw him in the Allegheny
2: River, and let him see what it's like to drown. But you're not going to use that. Tim Boskowski continues to maintain his innocence. His children say their father didn't receive fair trials because jurors in both cases heard about both deaths.
4: Well, without forensics, of course, this case would uh, have been missed. And if a case like this happens in a jurisdiction in which there is no competent forensic pathologist, it could well be missed. You know, the marks on the neck are very, very subtle, very minimal. She left a message for all of us with uh, the trauma about her body that proved that this wasn't an accidental
3: drowning. He basically told the same story twice with two wives. You know? And in both cases, uh, neither story held water, you know? So he was basically just all wet.
0: Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done.